Chapter Thirty Five of Southern Arabia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Southern Arabia by James and Mabel Bent. Chapter Thirty Five Experiences with a Yafai Sultan. In the same year, 1897, soon after our return thither from Socotra, we left Aden to explore the Yafai and Fadli countries. Our preparations for this expedition were made under quite different and much happier experiences from those which attended our last journey from Aden to the interior of Arabia, i.e. the Hatrimont. We received every help that could be given us by General Cunningham, Colonel Hayes Sadler, Captain Wadeson, and indeed every one from whom we asked assistance was most kind. We took with us only our servant Matthias, the Greek, Musabin, an elderly man from the Aden troop, as Jemadar or manager of the soldiers in go-between generally, and three or four soldiers. No interpreter was necessary, I am glad to say, this time we left sheikh othman on february twenty eighth eighteen ninety seven for our nine hours ride to bir mighar sorry to have made so long a journey the first day at first we went past pretty gardens and villas but soon left these traces of civilization behind us and the way went through desert sometimes salty sometimes sandy sometimes bare and sometimes with low bushes now straight and at others wending among sand-hills with cliffs to leeward and ribbed and rippled like water in some parts every trace of path is smothered by sand and quicksand also must be warily avoided we passed the ruins of an old town near sheikh othman and five miles on imad a wretched-looking collection of brushwood huts around a dar or tower still in english land this place is about christmas time the scene of a fair to which all the neighbouring tribes gather so a good study can be made of the native tongues a few patches of ground had the sand scraped off into banks and were awaiting rain to sow some crops for fodder but looked as if they had been waiting a long time this caravan road across the abyan is very old its monotony is inexpressible for the nine hours to beer mighar at the sixth hour the road to hawash goes off to the left as we approach the well of mighar the signs of population increased and a few scrubby acacias grow near there are two wells a mile apart the farther where we encamped was once protected by a fort now in ruins a few years ago a hundred yafai surprised the fadli and sacked the fort which has not since been repaired many parties of travellers were gathering round this well for the night one husband and wife took alternate charge of a baby slung in a straw cradle and a goat another pair with their household goods baby and many fowls on a camel while they were each laden with more fowls we passed a cold night and were very tired our things having been packed on board the bagala in which we came from socotra were not in marching order we only made a short journey of six miles next day past al kahapt which was the same sort of place as ahmad we had to take a most circuitous route to reach it and it was hard to realize that all the banks we wound amongst were fields waiting for rain hagheri ask our next halt 
was even a yet more wretched hamlet about six reed huts and about as many goats and jackal-like dogs our tents were most unsteadily pitched on sand there is a good well and there has been a village here from the first as the arabs say there are many traces of antiquity and numerous pieces of glass good pottery and bangles lie about there are three ruined tombs and some smaller ones of mud bricks and they make mud bricks there still the villages of the abyan are most poverty-stricken places the first day we had our camels loaded with yawari and at bir minkhar we took up fuel from hakiri ask to khanfar is about six miles and we spent two hours over it trees became more numerous good large ones chiefly eric and acacia and a few small fan palms there were quantities of birds nests in every way a contrast to ours for instead of warm woolly ones safe from wind and rain in the innermost recesses of our soft-leaved easily climbed trees these were loose open-work airy little baskets dancing on the outer tips of the thorny branches the scenery in the desert path was much improved by mirages of beautiful blue lakes and streams nearly under our feet once on the journey we thought the piping times of peace had come to an abrupt end the army of three became a vanguard one who was riding having very suddenly turned himself into infantry the guns were taken out of their calico bags and cocked but the supposed enemy turned out to be only six or eight men carrying great rolls of skins and huge dry gourds for sale so the rifles were packed up again some had martini henry's and one or two of the camelmen had matchlocks since leaving the british empire we had been in fadli country till we reached the wadi bana or bena the boundary between the beled fadli and the beled yafai then winding indeed was our way for we were in thick wood swords and daggers had to be used to cut a path and we were brought to a standstill more than once with our heads bent under trees not daring to lift them it would be easy for the inhabitants to stop an enemy's attack here the smell of the arak is not at all pleasant two fadli were once directed into the bana bed by the yafai of al Husin and when they were in the wood they set fire to it and burnt them the inhabitants do not venture off the path there are quicksands in some parts of the wadi we encamped not far from the town of khanfar amongst some large arak bushes on the sand and surrounded by mounds scattered over with bits of glass there has been a succession of towns here and the present one is situated on large mounds near some somewhat ruinous forts it would take an immense quantity of digging to come on hemorrhytic remains many gold coins are found and set on the jembias our old musaban had two on his dagger about four hundred years old we were told that Bakr ben said sultan of the lower yafai was to come in two days to keep the feast of a saint wali abdullah bin amr who is buried here in the meantime we surveyed our surroundings while awaiting his coming the ground under the arak bushes is perforated through and through by rats with bushy tips to their tails as far as the utmost branch extends 
sometimes we felt our feet sinking and discovered we were walking over the site of a vanished bush there is an old ruined castle with pretty herring-bone patterns and open-work windows the principal well a little distance from the town is very close by the present fortress where the sultan lives there is a gunpowder factory of a primitive kind for there is plenty of saltpetre to be found close by we went all about the village quite comfortably with a couple of yafai guards and the people were civil we saw curious ovens like pots with lids and oxen returning with the dustpans they use for scraping the sand off the cultivable soil and many preparations for the feast in the way of food and very smart new indigo dyed clothes photography sketching and unpacking the gifts for the sultan occupied our time the mosquitoes were awful the sultan came to visit us very suddenly on the afternoon of his arrival a rather handsome sly-looking man he wore a purple velvet jacket embroidered with gold and a many-coloured turban and waistcloth forming a petticoat to his knees and leaving his fat legs bare his complexion is of a greenish brown his first question was as to my husband's age that of the wali of aden and of various other officials he brought some honey and made himself most agreeable till we spoke of going to al karan he then immediately began to speak of danger he read the letter of introduction with more discretion than i have observed in any of the arab sultans i have seen instead of reading to a crowd of slaves he banished all but one very confidential though dirty man who was lame and carried a long lance adorned with silver bands and read this letter and one previously sent when he left my husband told him the sooner he sent a message as to the possibilities of going to al the better it would be for him and we also told Masaban to tell the bedouin there would be money for them and also to mention to the sultan that we had a gun that he might hope for it appeared after much fruitless negotiation that the sultan was determined to cheat the bedouin he arrived very soon after breakfast i e before seven and demanded five hundred rupees for himself which he immediately lowered of his own accord to four hundred rupees and gave us to understand danger would be averted if we paid this sum he carried off a hundred rupees for coffee and a bundle of turbans and other garments no one but Masaban was to know of the money and the fat parcel he himself stuffed into the clothes of his dirty confidant explaining to us and them that he should only show an aluminum box as his sole gift and walked off holding it ostentatiously between his finger and thumb later we walked round the castle and were let into the courtyard the sultan saw us from a window in his tower and beckoned us up we had to go through gateways on all sides of the tower so that they can quite command the entrance we went up a high winding stair to a room about ten feet square where we sat on the floor and had coffee with cloves and no sugar and a coarse kind of sweetmeat his first question was where is the gun i said where is la Karen? so he laughed merrily and said you shall not go to al karan till i have the gun so i told him he should not have the gun till we had been he then told my husband he must pay a thousand rupees and the gun first 
and he would manage the bedouin but my husband said that he would pay afterwards and not more than four hundred rupees so this conversation went on and we left musaban was surprised that we had been admitted we spent our days taking long walks in the cultivated fields stepping on banks between the canals or arbres there were many trees and acres of dukan grown for making oil gilgil and other crops and the shade the birds the greenery and water made it a pleasant relief from the sandy mounds the workpeople are slaves of the subordinate race of hagari they are really very few arabs watchmen or scarecrows with long canes stand on high platforms scattered about the old well has very much worn stones round its mouth and had once an extensive building over it corn is ground in a mill made from the hollowed trunk of a tree with a camel going round and round it was amusing to see the little children with their arms held aloft bound up in leaves to their elbows to keep their hands nice as they had been dyed with henna for the festival jebel gabal is the acropolis of the ancient khan far about two hundred feet high and a quarter of a mile long with a double fort on the top containing an area of about a hundred square yards the outer wall is built of fine large stones and the interior has a beautiful foundation evidently hemorrhetic and commands an extensive view the tomb of the saint whose feast it was is surrounded with tombs all in disrepair but covered with very pretty carved wood the procession passed our camp both going and coming and was an interesting sight quite early i was begged to come out and see crowds of women and girls who had come to visit me with their new clothes some indigo dyed and some of red ingrain they wear the same shape as in the hadramaut but do not cover their faces they have a good deal of jewellery and paint their faces yellow i did not see any of the fantastic patterns i saw in the hadramaut on the faces first came four men with lances dancing to and fro then the sultan came on a camel dressed in red and purple and gold and after him about thirty soldiers a large white and red flag followed on his return the sultan stopped and delivered a short address the bystanders assenting by shouting naham naham the sultan came constantly always raising his demands one afternoon he came and said where is the gun under that bed you cannot have it now i should like to see the cartridges said the sultan they are packed up my husband then did what might seem rude here but is all the fashion there he walked out of the tent and went off a little distance with matthias and musaban to have a consultation and the sultan got up and stood craning his neck and trying to listen but i chattered and babbled to him to prevent his doing so and finding he could hear nothing he said in a very cajoling sort of tone el karen is such a very nice place you would like to see it and asked me just to let him see the gun and some more clothes and when my husband returned begged for more money but he put on an air of great indignation and impatience and said when we say a thing once it is enough and when the sultan began again he said bas enough so loud that his majesty hastily departed 
finally when he could not get what he wanted and we saw it was not safe to trust ourselves in the hands of so shifty a man he became so insistent that my husband told him he had seen enough of him he might leave our camp we would not travel with him off went the sultan in such a hurry that he left his stick behind and sent us a message that we were not to pass another night in his country we sent back a message that we would not stir till morning when the sultan was gone we had tea and i was talking to a dirty little boy of five called biabakr and a bigger one called allah to whom i was giving lumps of sugar dirtied by the journey we were laughing well at the sultan calling him all sorts of names expressing our scorn of his meanness when to our amusement we found these were his sons he came himself about dawn next day to say we were to go back over the wadi bana and not the shortest way to the part of the fadli country which is beyond the yafai unless we gave him more money we would not speak to him ourselves so he had to talk with the servants who were continuing packing all the while and we let him see the greatest amusement on our part musaban was most anxious to go on but the difficulties delighted matthias as he was so frightened that he wished to go back at any price when we did go about six o'clock we only went a very little way in the prescribed direction then turned round and took the path we desired our army now being a rear-guard rushing up hillocks to watch for pursuers we reached al kahar a village with many ruined castles and camped in frightful dust the wazir abdullah bin abdurrahman had been sent by the badli sultan to welcome us he proved a very agreeable travelling companion he is young and refined-looking we saw a great deal of cattle about there is a sheer rock overhanging the village one thousand feet above the plain my husband ascended jebel sahar to see the ruins a fine paved road protected by forts climbs up past a curious square stone said to be full of money and goes zigzag through a narrow gully like the walls at zimbabwe my husband having heard of the stone from the wazir very much astonished the guides by pointing it out to them and saying there is money in that stone at the top there is a very strong fortress with many walls and three cisterns just like the smaller of the tanks at aden with steps down into them all covered with cement this has been a very strong fortification protecting and overlooking the whole of the abyan from jebel gadam beyond shukra to jebel shamshan at aden the abyan is the low plain by the sea the following day we started for dergeg the country is all irrigated by water brought from masana by a channel called nazai at the corner of the wadi hassan the arbs branch off in every direction the sources belong to the yafai and the fadli pay them annually twenty-five maria teresa dollars a basket of dates and a turban for the sultan but the management is in the hands of the saeeds in innam forever they being supposed to be neutral for fear a war might produce a drought still in time of war the water often is cut off the banks of the abras were full of castor oil bushes cotton myrtle and tamarisk all smothered with a pretty creeper covered with yellow flowers and little scarlet gourds 
Tergeg lies just on the left bank of the Wadi Hassan in an almost desert place. There are many dars or towers where the wealthy Arabs of whom there is a considerable population live. The servile tribe of Hagari live in reed huts. We saw them threshing Gilgil and Vetch. There are a market and a few shops. I had no trouble about taking photographs. Once, however, one of our attendants asked a man to move out of my way and gave him a little push. Out he pulled his jehembia, and there was a scrimmage very dangerous to my camera and its appurtenances, as they were going to be used as weapons of defense by our attendants i rushed into the midst and they stopped fighting to tell me not to be afraid and peace was restored i think it requires some courage to plunge out of the tent into the burning sand with the camera but it never seems so hot once one is out we were given over by our soldiers to the charge of two inhabitants of dergeg and were quite elated at hearing on other authority than our own they can speak arabic we had on our return to the camp the delightful pleasure of a letter from sultan biobakr making another try for the gun and saying he would come and take us to al Husin. the messenger was fetched and scornfully told by my husband that it was too late we would not think of travelling with so bad a man i said you have a great thief for your sultan and a great liar and told him all about the money and clothes he had secretly taken so no doubt he had to disgorge some after all musapin laughed very much and said my imitation of the sultan's manner was so good he must get two shakes to hear the bibi mimic the yafai sultan the yafai messenger was much interested i told the whole story and how we had gone round three trees and departed our own way adding the sultan could see us from his own castle and he said yes he did we told him all his conduct was written down and sent yesterday to the wali of aden so now he might be sorry and frightened we said we had been treated well by all the other yafai we had met but the sultan wanted to cheat both them and us indeed it grieved us to hear the kind yafai spoken of with horror and detestation by the fadli but no doubt they have a different point of view to ours we went to another village called abra sheba more under the mountains we were shown about very civilly and taken to the door of a large dar and asked if we wished to go in we did not know if we were wanted so made an indefinite answer there was a difference of opinion and at last they said the bibi should go in so i crossed the court and entered the house and had hardly done so when my hand was seized and i was dragged by a man through black darkness upward and round and round i stepped high and as quickly as i could rushed after him at the third round i saw a little light shining on the roughest possible shallow earthen steps and was pulled into a little room where i was greeted with cries of amazement by some women and then continued my way unaided to the top of the tower the parapets were ornamented with gazelle horns after some time i wanted to go down but i was on my way taken to a large room where manners demanded i should settle down for coffee every one was very kind and for greater friendliness a naked baby four months old was placed in my hands when i wished to return it it was made to sit on my knee 
it soon kindly cried and was to my joy removed it had never in its life been completely washed though several large spots and trimmings had been painted on its head my husband joined me at last and had coffee too the first thing next morning before our departure to al ma'a another letter came from the yafai sultan about al hassan but the messenger was told that once was enough to see that great thief harami and he could take the letter back it was fourteen miles to al ma'a and took us six hours we passed up the wadi hassan and saw al hussein in the distance we did not go quite to the corner where the wadi hassan turns east it is considered too near the yafai frontier to be safe and the fadli always used a narrow pass called tariq al kaha going round mount geharish it gets narrower and steeper as it goes on zigzagging up slabs of shale with only room for one camel at a time there are any amount of ambush places especially on the north side the pass goes uphill west to east and the steepest end is at the east a spur runs out west on the north side about fifty feet high convenient to shoot over the approaches are quite open it leads through wadi gadam to wadi hassan and at the entrance to wadi hassan fadli bedouin are forever stationed to watch for yafai attacks on a tiny jutting hill three men of ours sheikhs who had come to meet us galloped forward to explain to them who we were and ascertain that all was safe they fired a gun over our heads there were a few baboons about we saw several little heaps of stones and were told they marked spots where fadli had been shot by yafai a very large heap is formed by those who pass the valley safely for good luck we also passed the tomb of a said with four large smooth stones at the top anointed with oil for the ed before we reached al ma'a the river bed narrowed in from the other side and along the raised bank at short intervals were watch-towers of the yafai at al ma'a they are quite close about half a mile off at most the country was still very arid and barren but the mountains very fine al ma'a is a wretched hamlet which has seen very much better days there are high ruined castles destroyed by the present sultan as al ma'a and its headmen were once in revolt now there are only three or four arab houses and a collection of reed huts the valley is about two miles wide and there are four or five yafai towers near our escort were very much afraid they said that the yafai might shoot us though a cannon would be necessary and lay the blame on the fadli so they would by no means let us camp anywhere but in a most disgustingly dusty place next the village and they kept sharp watch all night talking much the towers protect the approach to the wadi theba which here goes up or comes down from al karan the country round is in a perpetual state of ferment like germany in the middle ages every one on the lookout for attacks from enemies End of chapter 35